Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. Dave and Jacqueline bring you up close and personal to the innovators, contributors, and creative minds in and around technology today. Visit our website portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. There, you will find a full list of our broadcasts from all across the technology spectrum, our social media handles, and related content. So sit back with Dave and Jacqueline as they serve up Technology Expresso, fast, hot, and intense. And hello, everyone. This is Jacqueline Sanders Blackman, and we're bringing you another episode of Technology Express. So this episode, I'm speaking with the NSBE, the National Society of Black Engineers Conference Leadership Team, to talk to us about NSBE and the conference that's coming up in 2017, not too far away, March of this year in Kansas City. So I'm looking forward to them sharing with you their insight and their experiences. So first of all, I want to welcome Maya, Kendra, and Jeremy. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Excellent, excellent. Well, let me just start off first with Maya. Maya, would you introduce yourself to our audience and share with them your kind of background in engineering? Sure. So, um, hi, everyone. My name is Maya Garastillo. I'm currently uh, the National Pre-College Initiative Chair for NSBE. Um, and my background in engineering is environmental engineering specifically. So I got involved with that um, a few years back when I started undergrad at Georgia Tech and matriculated into my Ph.D. program now at the University of South Florida. So I'm in my second year of my program. I'm gearing up more so for research. I'm really excited to share uh, my background and my experiences with you all a little bit more as we go through the call. Excellent, excellent. Well, welcome, Maya. And Kendra, share with us. So, hello. My name is Kendra Allen. I am currently a Ph.D. student at Iowa State University. I'm uh, entering my, well, not necessarily entering, but I'm uh, completing my third year, and I'll be graduating soon in May of 2018. I did my undergrad degree at the University of Wisconsin-Madison in biological systems and chemical engineering, as well as I received my master's in agricultural engineering at Iowa State, where I reside in the agricultural engineering department. Currently, I am the convention planning committee chairperson for Kansas City. Um, Have a lot of family in Kansas City, really excited for conventions uh, being there this year. Wow, excellent, excellent. So looking forward to hearing more about that. And Jeremy, would you share with us? Hello, my name is Jeremy Cago. I am the 
uh, Convention Planning Committee's Vice Chair, um, working with Kendra on this um, the planning activities. I am a PhD student at Texas A&M University. I'm actually in my first year, and um, I got my undergraduate degree in mechanical engineering, and I'm actually studying studying chemical engineering now. Um, I'm a little bit of a different story. I went to undergrad, and then I went to work, and then um, decided that I wanted to go back and continue my learning, and so that's a little bit about me. Excellent, excellent. Well, very excited uh, to hear about the, the the role that you all are playing in the Nesby conference. But let me let me roll it back. I'm going to start with Kendra on my next question. Kendra, can you kind of take us through how did you first get exposed to the idea of engineering, and, and what piqued your curiosity to even want to pursue something in engineering? Um, so I actually uh started off in the sciences in sixth grade. I used to watch this TV show called Author. I know a lot of people have seen it, um, where I believe it was either Sue Ellen or Binky. I can't necessarily remember right now. They wanted to be an oceanographer. Um, and so I actually wanted to be an oceanographer between sixth grade and twelfth grade, um, where I actually did marine biology classes um, in the city of Chicago, which is where I'm from. Um, that translating over to uh, I also used to work um, kind of for daycare, in a sense. I know it's kind of sporadic, um, but there's a lot of uh, kids there that had a lot of physical disabilities. Um, and so when I went into college, I was like, well, even though I do want to be an oceanographer, I really want to help people as well. And so I originally wanted to go into biomedical engineering at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, um, specifically in materials. Um, so then when I... Um, transition through UW-Madison, I actually stayed more on the chemical engineering biological system side where I was really able to focus on materials, and here I am now at Iowa State where I actually do plastics manufacturing, um, composite formulating, uh, and things of that nature. Very interesting, very interesting, but even exposure at a young age just to the idea and exploring some of those fields that, you know, young people don't even know about. So just even right. some exposure early on. Very cool, very cool. And, Jeremy, why don't you tell us, I know you said that you're a little bit unconventional, but what even started out your interest in engineering? Well, I would have to go back to fifth grade. Um, in fifth grade, I was with my mom at a summer program, and I was sitting down thinking about what I wanted to do, and I knew I wanted to do one of four things, be a doctor, a lawyer, an engineer, or an architect. And I just thought architecture was boring. I can't stand blood. So that kind of knocked out the whole doctor thing. And I just looked at engineering and I was like, uh, yeah, that's something that really piqued my interest because um, I'm a little bit of a glutton for punishment. I like difficult things, things that challenge me. And so that's how I got into, um, got into engineering, uh, went to Texas Tech. I'm a mechanical engineering degree. And um, how I got involved with Nesby is it was just a community of folks that I wanted to be around. And then um, then I went and started working for an oil and gas company. And at that point in time, that's when I really started to move into a bit of a mentorship um, role. And mentorship really took hold of me. And in terms of my story of kind of what 
I want to do going forward. Um, just being a le- in leadership and engineering and just being a role of a mentor to um, children, to young professionals, to whoever that I can really share my story with is something that I'm just really passionate about. Excellent, excellent. And, and we're else but here on Technology Express, so we, we appreciate you sharing your story with our listeners. Um, and, and let me ask Maya then, what, what was your first exposure and interest in, in that brought you to engineering? So I guess we're all a little unconventional, um, but my story goes back to 11th grade. Um, I was at a point where I didn't necessarily know what, what I wanted to do. I um, initially, before I decided to do engineering, wanted to do interior design. Um, I took a, an elective class in my high school because we had uh, trade classes offers um, of that nature. Took an elective class, I realized I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. So I was going back and thinking, what is it that I could possibly do? Um, I had always been really good at math and science. And I had several teachers that kind of put that bug in my ear and said engineering, although I didn't really know what that was from a conceptual standpoint. So I did a Google search, um, and I stumbled upon environmental engineering. And it was literally, it was almost like a switch, something clicked when I read the description of what you can do with it. Um, And at the time for me, it was focusing mainly on um, access to clean drinking water, whether um, locally, regionally, or internationally. And so once I read that, it was, it was just a given. Um, it made sense for me. Um, I had always, you know, felt really connected to the environment. And like I said, I was always really good at math and science. And so from there, I just kind of went to it, um, went with it. And from that time period, actually, around that time period is when I first got exposed to Nesby, uh, when there was a local Nesby Junior chapter being started up in my area. And so naturally, I was like, okay, I want to be an environmental engineer. Me joining Nesby made sense. And from there, um, you know, Nesby kind of took that place in my life as giving me a network of people who, you know, were interested in engineering or just interested in STEM in general, which I hadn't necessarily been around for most of my life um, up until college. And so when I matriculated to Georgia Tech, um, I think several of my experiences from a leadership perspective and just, you know, being in that environment um, kind of changed my mindset in terms of what you can do with an engineering degree and what you can do with a STEM degree, which kind of piqued my interest in wanting to get my Ph.D., uh, where I now focus on more interdisciplinary research um, and from an environmental justice perspective in integrating environmental engineering with food security and crime prevention. So from that end point, um, I would say, you know, had it not been for teachers who had just put that bug in my ear because I really had no idea what it was, I would have never done a Google search and would have never done engineering. And so, you know, I didn't necessarily have that early exposure, but just having people in my life who served as mentors or just were encouraging with my math education and my science education, it really was that catalyst that got me thinking, okay, maybe I can do this engineering thing, even though I didn't necessarily know what it entailed. Uh, so that's my, my story. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I actually like that you all have some unconventional aspects to your story because I think that resonates with people. You Some people are intimidated that they think that people just know from birth or, you know, from a very early age and pick one career path and just only follow that. When actually it is a little bit of exploratory exposure and even the the right encouragement. Um, And then it also sounds like you all did some research too and just keep looking at all the different options. And I think what each of you also shared is that there's a lot of different aspects to engineering. So 
Um, you know, you just have to keep exploring, and by process of elimination, there is so many different ways that engineering uh, touches us. So that, just thank you again for sharing your stories because this is going to touch someone else, and they're going to have then ignite the interest in them to explore like you all did. So let, let me ask you, Maya, we talked about how you got exposed to engineering. You did touch upon this a little bit, but you talked about Nesby Jr. So I'm going to play <laughs> – I don't even have to play. I'm going to honestly say, well, tell us what Nesby Jr. is um, and, and help our audience understand if there's chapters and how they get cha- locate chapters in their area. Sure. So Nesby Jr. Um, is our – third through 12th grade uh, membership component of NSB. So we have uh, three membership categories, NSB Junior, Collegiate, Professionals, and Lifetime as well. Um, but NSB Junior covers the pre-collegiate uh, component of NSB. And so in terms of what we do from that end, um, we try to engage students as much as possible in competitions and just that hands-on exposure at an early age, um, similar to some of the things that, you know, Jeremy and Kendra mentioned, that we recognize that that early exposure is very you know, pivotal for students to actually understand what engineering is and get that, pique their interest really early. So um, we have a total of 3,400 about uh, members right now, NSB Junior members specifically, and chapters all over the world. Um, but in, within our six different regions, um, we have different chapters spread out primarily in um, city areas. But one of the things that we really are pushing toward is we understand the value of NSB across the board and so what we're really encouraging students to do even if you don't necessarily have a school on many of our chapters are school-based several are community-based so one of the things we encourage people to do is if you know you want to start a NSBE chapter just want to expose your students to what NSBE is and the opportunities that come with the organization um, we encourage you to just even register as an at-large member um, and work with your schools work with parents work with whomever in your community because we have advisors that you know span all different backgrounds um, that really help encourage our students and just give them that exposure. And having a background yourself as an advisor isn't mandatory or required in any sense of the word um, to actually start up a NSB Junior chapter. But the biggest value is really just having people who are invested in working with the students to give them that hands-on exposure at an early age and get them invested. And the biggest value for me, even as an NSB Junior member, was being able to go to a conference and see, you know, black engineers from collegiate students all the way up to professionals. I mean, it was the first time I had ever seen anything like that, and it literally changed my perspective for myself of what I could become. So the value of NSBE, it really is invaluable to become a member. But, um, again, the, you know, you can start up a chapter. You can join chapters through your schools, through local communities. If you go on our website, you'll see that you can look at the different list of chapters. Um, and, again, we really just encourage as many people to – um, reach out to us and ask us what it, you know, what it means to be an NSB Junior Advisor. But, the, again, the value, speaking as someone who was an NSB Junior member, you really can't begin to put it in words. So I'm excited to be able to serve in this position just because I've, it's almost been a full circle position or experience for me, um, having come as an NSB Junior member and now serving in a position that oversees the program and being able to say, this is the value that has served for me, and I hope it does the same thing for you, and to be, most, ultimately be able to provide that as well. Excellent, excellent. So you have a, a personal connection um, starting out as a member and now in a leadership role. And that's actually my, my next question, which is for Kendra. Kendra, 
talk to us about how you first were introduced to Nesby, and then talk to us how that uh, evolved into your leadership role that you're currently in. Um, so I was first introduced to Nesby um, in high school. I wasn't necessarily a Nesby junior member, um, but I did used to be in prior, um, a part of this uh, Saturday Academy in Chicago called Target Hope. And a lot of the alumni that used to come back that was a part of the program in high school uh, were engineers and were a part of NSBE. So they used to come back and tell us just kind of how the organization um, used to function, used to run, and what it really meant to them. And when I got into college, um, I joined that organization, and it really became a a very um, instrumental part in my life as well as it, it it kind of shaped me into who the person I am today. And so when I first started uh, participating in Nesby, I was really just a regular member. Um, and it, and it, I'm kind of kind of move over a, a little bit on a tangent uh, in a sense because I know there's a lot of members that always feel that they can't necessarily get involved or they really can't make a change. And I was really one of those members that was like, okay, I understand we have the executive board, but I'm also a, a member of this organization as well. And so you guys are not the only ones that can make the change. You know, I can too. And so really just started to um, plan events. Um, I planned my first event as a freshman, which was a self-defense seminar um, for students of color on campus. Um, first time I ever planned anything. But um, after that, I transitioned into roles such as finance chair, chapter president. Um, I also served on the regional uh, board as finance chair. Um, currently, well, after that, I um, took about three years off to kind of not serve on the regional board, but I just served as a graduate student advisor for the Iowa State chapter and then um, really felt like my place was needed um, more in NSBE, which is why I applied for the role of chair um, for the convention planning uh, committee. So, yeah, it's kind of a not necessarily a long process. I've been in NSBE since 2005. <laughs> So I'm a, wow. a lot older than a, a lot of the current members now, but um, it's one of those things. Is I always come in, I always come back. When you come to Nesby, it's always it always feels like family, and it usually gives me my emotional strength to kind of push forward, especially when there's not a lot of black women that are pursuing PhDs. So usually I come there and I come try to get my emotional support from the members that are in Nesby, and I've definitely built some lifelong friendships as well with members of NSBE. Excellent, excellent. And and just the, it sounds like that you're really one of those people who wants to be a change agent, and uh, like you said, it, the age doesn't have anything to do with it. You know, you look for the opportunities, and it looks like NSBE gives uh, their young people and young professionals a, a lot of opportunities for, for leadership roles. And so let me ask uh, Jeremy, would you talk to us about your role? First of all, talk to us about your first NSBE conference. When did you? When was the first time you went to a NSBE conference? And then what was it that spurred you on to take on leadership roles? Well, going back to um, my involvement, my involvement in NSBE originally, it was honestly to be. So I didn't know about NSBE in high school. I had no clue about it. It's not until I got to college. And honestly, I wanted a job. And so I was one of these students who didn't understand the whole scope of what Nesby can do. I just saw Nesby as an opportunity for me to go to the convention and get me a job. Well, my first convention was in Pitts, 
Pittsburgh, I want to say 2000. No, no, no. It wasn't Pittsburgh. It was in Ohio. And I want to say that was around 2004, 2005, somewhere in that time frame. And just being in a room with thousands of like-minded individuals was honestly life-changing. And, you know, some people kind of say that in their trying to make it sound bigger than what it is. No, literally for me, I was like, wow, I cannot believe this. And so um, fast forward to, um, I didn't really, so he listened to, to Kendra and to Maya, and they had leadership roles within Nesby. I actually didn't have leadership roles um, while I was an undergrad in Nesby. I was just an at-large member, um, and I was just mainly there for the network of people. Um, I would say my, my Nesby experience started to change when I became a professional um, the first go-round. And um, when I started working at my, my job, the plant manager called – actually, he's one of my frat brothers. And what he would do, he would find all of his frat brothers that start were new hires and bring them in and talk to them. And so we get to talking, and I just mentioned that I'm in Nesby. And he's like, okay, I've got something for you to go do. So he sends me to the high school, and my sole job was to start a Nesby Junior chapter. I had no clue what I was getting myself into, but I was like, all right, I'm just going to roll with it. And so I became a mentor. I became a tutor for them. I got other engineers involved. Um, And, you know, talking to lifelong friendships, um, a lot of the kids that I tutor to this day are still friends of mine. And so what Nesby has meant to me personally and what I like to try to project onto others is the, the, the concept of mentorship. And I keep coming back to that um, because I'm people who fundamentally believes that um, you can get to the top and you can enjoy being at the top, but why be at the top by yourself? And so that's the reason why, you know, I've, mentored and focused primarily in the PCI area, the Nesby Jr. area. Um, but now that I've kind of moved into a into the PhD program, I see that there's just as important of a role to be a mentor to collegiates as well. Um, and so that's where I'm focusing a lot of my mentorship. Now, in terms of the role that I have now as the convention planning cha- vice chair, um, I was at the fall regional conference and they issued a challenge. Basically, Nesby needs leaders and ask people to step up. And I said, okay, let me just go and see where I can be of a service to Nesby. Because um, one of the things that I've done, while I don't have the um, typical Nesby leadership that a lot of our leaders in Nesby have, I do have a lot of industry leadership in terms of just developing leadership skills. And so I said to myself, why am I going to set allow these skills that I have better on the sideline and not be of service to Nesby, especially when I feel as passionately about the organization as what I do. And so that's what has ultimately led me to the position that I'm in now. Um, and I'm really excited about um, my participation in NASB and what the future holds. Excellent, excellent. Very well said. Thank you. You know, let, let me circle back to Kendra, because, Kendra, I want to give you some time to talk about the conference. Why don't you give us some of the, the highlights, the, the overview 
of the the Kansas City Conference. Since this is, you said you had a lot of family there, so I, I heard a lot of pride in your voice. You're really excited about what's about to happen in Kansas. Right. So I've actually been coming to Kansas City uh, every other summer since I was 12 years old, um, and so this conference means a lot to me. Um, with that being said, uh, we're definitely coming to Kansas City for NSBE National Convention or Annual Convention, uh, depending on your verbiage, uh, March 29th through April 2nd of uh, 2017. Um, this year's theme is really just about engineering your foundation. And so with last year's convention uh, in 2016 in Boston, we were really trying to figure out what is our cultural change and what is our cultural shift. And in order to do a cultural change, you really have to change your mindset. And so if we're changing our mindset, we really have to rebuild our foundational skills in order to build our organization, um, build ourselves, and really try to push our community to move towards the future. Um, and so it's more of a strategic plan um, other than just, um, we're say we're going to move here, but really thinking about what what does that take and what skill sets do we need as a people in order to move ourselves that way. So for Engineering Your Foundation uh, in Kansas City, we're really looking at having more of a community engagement uh, aspect or piece to this convention. So in previous conventions, we've had maybe one event or maybe even two events where we invite the community uh, into the convention center to really kind of um, feel what it's like to be around other engineers with the same ideals as you, as, as Jeremy and Maya have stated. Um, but we really want the community members to really get a feel for that as well. Um, so one of our big events that we're trying to do is inviting um, the Kansas City School District, um, uh, Missouri and Kansas, into the convention center for the Innovations Lab. And this is for uh, the pre-college students, which range between the age of um, kindergarten through 12th grade. Uh, and these students will be able to be exposed to those, uh, those, those ideals and be exposed to engineering and science and, and the STEM field, um, just like uh, a lot of us on this call. Uh, another event that we're having is called the Cultural Responsible Forum, where we're really taking a look at what does that mean to be a culturally responsible engineer? Because in Nesby Mission, um, it states that uh, we are supposed to be increasing the number of culturally responsible engineers. But what does that actually mean, and how can we actually set a uh, plan to complete that as well as moving to um, our strategic goal of having one and 10,000 or graduating 10,000 engineers by 2025? Um, another event that we also have going on is a walk for education. And what this is is kind of an um, event to really get the community involved to promote education. But it's not just high school students or uh, elementary school students that are being pushed to go into college. It's really the whole community. So if you have uh, your grandmother that wants to go back to school and really just trying to push her to get her degree, or even your mother, I know that I have this conversation with my mom all the time, where she only has an associate's degree, and at this point in time in her job, that's not something that's going to cut it. So just rethinking about the uh, rethinking on um, how can we actually push those students to actually go back to college, to have more untraditional students, and really thinking about education in a different manner. And that's really what we wanted to promote um, with this conference, but really just also just having the community be involved because we can't move um, move into the future without us all moving as a unit. 
Excellent, excellent. That that this really is um, intriguing. I like the fact that you're inviting the community in. So it's just not for people that are already members. That's always nice to network and fellowship and and kind of reunite with people that you already know. But introducing the community in which you're having the conference as well, I know it's going to leave Kansas City, you know, a richer place having had that experience. So that that is very, you know, I, I like that thought, you know, that approach. And Maya, would you share with us from the junior Nesby and the role that that you're playing? What are some of your strategies and approach? Because sometimes it's hard for for whether it's the parents and uh, to get the kids off the couch or away from them, their games, especially to participate in something that's unknown. Kids can be very reluctant and stubborn sometimes. So, kind of give us what some of the the highlights, the selling points, however you want to uh, put it. That what would how do you encourage young people to be a part of Nesby, and what are they going to get out of it? Sure. Um, so for me, I would say when we have those conversations with students, whether they already know they want to be a part of NESB, whether they know it will be engineers. Um, for me, the biggest thing is really communicating the concepts of STEAM, but doing so in a way that it meets people where they are. Um, and so one of the messages that I really try to sell when I have the chance to talk to young people is that engineering isn't as necessarily, you know, the tradition, it doesn't necessarily have to be the traditional way that you think it, right? Like their engineering is literally about designing creating everything that you possibly can think of, you can apply to engineering. And so what we try to encourage our students to do or just think about is what is it that you're interested in right now and try to get them to reshift their mindset to think of this from an engineering perspective. And in doing so, we encourage students to think, oh, wow, I can actually do this for myself because I'm already interested in X, Y, and Z. I realize there is a fundamental engineering component to it And so when you do that, what you notice is that students begin to think beyond the spectrum of what you currently even see in engineering um, applications, and they come up with things that are beyond what I think many of us would think of because you're not putting boundaries on their mindset. You're not putting boundaries on their creativity. And sometimes when we get older, that's something that naturally happens. But I think when you encourage students to think about something from from without the box that's typically put on it, students think engineering and they think, I can do this from the perspective that I know, right? So like I mentioned for myself, I, you know, my research is environmental engineering. My background is environmental engineering, but my research is focused on food security and criminal justice. And so the merging of those two things, most people would say, how do you make that engineering? But one of the things that I've understood along my journey is that, like I said, engineering is literally whatever you make it to be. Um, and again, fundamentally, it's all about creating, discovering, and building. So you can figure out for yourself what that looks like and use your own creative wonderment to say, okay, this itself can be engineering. And so that's usually how, you know, from my perspective, we try to communicate what engineering is to students and just what STEM is in general. But really to, to get students to be interested in it, you have to meet them where their interests are. And I think when you start to do that, then even for adults, we begin to see, oh, wow, I wouldn't have thought of that as engineering, but practically it can be. And I think when you do that, you're, once you take those boundaries off of students' minds in terms of what they realize themselves doing, then you can actually see that shift happen and get more students involved in engineering and STEM-based fields in general. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Excellent, excellent. Well, I, 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 first of all, again, I want our audience to know we're talking to the Nesby Conference Leadership Team. Uh, we have Maya, we have Kendra, and we have Jeremy, and they're talking about the conference that is coming up March 29th through April 2nd in Kansas City, and there's still opportunities. Visit the website that's Nesby, which stands for the National Society of Black Engineers, um, and, and, and find out more about it. And if you're definitely in the Kansas City area, you'll want to be a part of, and even if you're not an engineer, um, Kendra shared with us that they have some events that are open to the public just to give young people exposure. So I'm very excited about that. Let me, let me right. I, I'm going to give oh. you each <laughs> Go, go can right I, here. Can I add one second? Yeah, sorry, Jacqueline. Oh, I was just want to say um, if, if, if people are interested in looking at um, just kind of some of the things that are happening in convention, they can go to convention.nesb.org and find out more information about some of the events that we talked about um, as well as some of the other things that we didn't mention. So convention.nesb.org. I'm sorry. <laughs> Oh no, that's perfect. That is perfect. Um, I was looking for that, and you, 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 your timing was impeccable. Thank you. Uh, and, and Jeremy, you know what? I want to come back to you because I know you talked about that mentorship, and um, even throughout your different phases of whether it's college, and then even as you go to graduate school, and in, even going into your your career, how do um, young engineers, how do they reach out and get men- mentors through Nesby? And then also, could you share, because I know one of the things that I've, I've heard some of our interns talk about through our programs is when they start struggling, and I know a lot of people struggle with math, they get intimidated, and, and for others, and maybe you can share your experience, where there are some tough times where, again, you could turn to a, a mentor or a resource through Nesby to, to help you over those patches. What would you say to those people about not giving up? Well, I would say the very first thing is having the right mindset. Um, first, um, you have to be willing to ask for help, and there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Um, we all need help from time to time, um, and that goes from a protege perspective. But at the same time, the mentor has to be – um, open and giving with their time and committed to it. Um, and that's something that is vitally important. In terms of NSBE, how that helps, there's several different programs that are available in NSBE. I know that there's um, a mentorship program that's, um, that's um, in place and in, in development. But even at the chapter level, um, example, the chapter that I'm in, uh, Texas A&M's chapter of NSBE, um, they keep a test bank for all of the different tests for the different classes. And so um, last semester I was in a process safety engineering class and I had no clue because I hadn't taken a legitimate test in almost nine years. So I'm like freaking out in terms of what do I do? How do I prepare for this? What do I need to be looking for? Well, I reached out to the Nesby chapter and they were basically like, okay, yeah, we've got tests for this class. And so they went through and gave me all of the old tests from previous semesters, and I at least had a guide on how to prepare for the test. And so in terms of um, helping um, and mentorship in Nesby, that's definitely where it is, where 
can happen um, in terms of at the chapter level. Um, you mentioned the student, the student that might be in a bit of a challenge from the perspective of they might not know what they're doing. Well, one of the things that's really cool about NSBE is you have NSBE members that are across the spectrum, NSBE junior, collegiate, professionals. Within the collegiate ranks, you have all the way from freshmen to seniors. Um, NSBE does a real good job at getting folks engaged early. So an example on our campus, we have a freshman executive board, and there's other chapters that have this to where as soon as as soon as somebody gets a student gets in and is just hears about NSBE, they automatically have an opportunity to step up into leadership. And so that builds a pipeline for a community of people to get involved and once you get to your differential equations class to where you're struggling, you don't necessarily know where to go, you automatically have the phone to somebody that you could pick up and call or text, or we've got group meetings that we've got going to where you could say, hey, I don't understand this, what's going on. We have study hours at our particular chapter to where we match up folks that know what they're doing in classes with folks that don't know as much. And so we really try to be a community to to help each other out. And I just want to mention one thing about convention. Um, Kendra did a really good job in laying out the, the vision and my response to um, the, the things that we have going for the, for the pre-college initiative. Um, there's, there's a wide range for everybody. Um, we have a graduate school conference, which is um, what you might think is for our graduate students. It really isn't. It's to expose um, our students to the opportunities of graduate school. There's going to be graduate, um, there's going to be graduate schools that are actually here recruiting, looking for people. Um, in terms of the collegiate, there's going to be workshops to help with, help you in understanding what are some of the tactics that you can do in terms of becoming a better student, in terms of being a better mentor, in terms of being a better leader. Um, there's all kinds of workshops that are in place. We have some really great companies that are coming to support us um, in terms of putting on workshops. And also, I mentioned it earlier, about the job fair. We have a job fair to where companies are coming and looking for our members because these companies know that NSBE leaders are the cream of the crop and they want to hire us. And that's something that is extremely important. And then once you move into the professionals, we have a TPC, um, Technical Professional Conference, where there's trainings that are provided for professionals. I know that we're offering a PMP training, um, which is a project management professional, and just several different um, ways in terms of where you are in different phases of your career, um, having challenging conversations with your boss, um, things like that. So, there really are opportunities in convention all the way from a 10-year-old to a 60-year-old who is at the end of their career. Nesby really has a place for everybody. Excellent, excellent. Thank you for laying, laying that out. Um, absolutely. And that's what's, what's really exciting about it. It's like several conferences within a conference, whatever you're, you're looking for, wherever you are along your path. So appreciate that. Thank you. Let me let me give Kendra one more opportunity 
and, and just, just kind of open it up to, is there any other aspect that we haven't touched upon that you want to share with our audience or say to uh, current uh, participants or someone who might be on the fence to really kind of solidify why it's important for them to be at the NSBE conference this year in Kansas City? Um, so I would say um, everyone knows the saying, it takes a village to raise a child. And I think the sentiment is the same for grooming engineers, especially black engineers. It really takes a village um, to groom successful and productive black engineers. And Nesby, for me, is one of those villages. Um, I don't feel that to be in the engineering field or to be in the engineering space that you can really do it on yourself or do it by yourself, uh, mainly because engineers really promote teamwork. They promote um, working with others. They promote um, kind of creating new ideas. And so in that sense, it really takes more than just yourself um, to really be a productive and successful engineer. And, again, as I stated before, NSBE is one of those places, and as Jeremy stated, where you can be from 10 years old where you don't know anything about engineering to 20 years in your career, and the NSBE convention and NSBE in general has something for you. And there's people and mentors that are in the organization um, that really can help you become better than what you are. I used to have a teacher that always used to say, practice makes improvement. You can never be perfect, but you can always improve. And I always feel that NSBE is definitely one of those organizations where if you want to get better at public speaking, if you want to get better at trying to be um, a more effective leader, if you really want to just be even better at giving back to your community, you can try that in the space of NSBE. And you can also learn a lot uh, from the participants as well as the members um, that are a part of the organization. Excellent, excellent. Well said again. Thank you. And, and again, give us that website that they can go to to find more information about the conference. So to find more information about convention, you can go to convention, C-O-N-V-E-N-T-I-O-N, dot nesby, N-S-B-E dot org. If you want to find more information about just NSBE in general, you can go to www.nesbynsbe.org. Absolutely. And listen to her, not me. It's convention, not conference. <laughs> so I apologize for that. It's make convention, sure you... yes. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that. And I'll make sure also on the podcast we'll list the URL for that as well. Um, and if anyone has any questions or needs to get in contact with anyone or anything um, they've heard on today's show, of course you can email us at technologyexpresso at gmail.com, and we'll make sure that your questions get routed to the, the right person. Let me give Maya a, a last chance also as well to talk about Nesby Jr., you know, speak out there to those parents about getting the kids out um, and getting the kids involved in Nesby and any other things that you wanted to say before the show was over, please feel free. Um, I can't stress enough how important it is for you to expose your students to just whatever it may be. From a STEM perspective, that hands-on exposure at an early age is really what's going to rope them in. Um, 
like I said, I know many people who may or may not have had that experience, but Nesby was life-changing for me, as well as I think it was Jeremy that said it earlier. I think most people that you speak to who have been a Nesby member in any capacity can say how it's changed their life. For me, from a leadership perspective, but also I think it was Kendra that mentioned it earlier, Nesby has been like a family. It's been a support system that I've needed throughout all of the ups and downs that I've had in my career thus far. It's been you know, my advocate when my grades weren't necessarily reflecting <laughs> what they could have been um, when I was going through those tough times in undergrad. It's been my refuge when I needed, you know, that support from just close friends. And even now, all of my close friends still are those who have been NESI members and who my friendship was developed by being a part of this organization. So I can't stress enough not just how important that engineering exposure is, but just the, being able to build that type of community that will literally carry with you for the rest of your life. It's invaluable, and that there's only so many places that you truly can get that outside of your own home. So I can't stress enough how critical it is. You know, if you're just thinking about it, please reach out to us. My email address is nebpci at nesbe.org. I'm more than happy to answer any questions you have about starting a chapter, but like I said, Nesby literally changed my life. It's arguably the reason why I'm in a PhD program now. It's the reason I have several of the close friendships I have. It's the reason that I can even see a future for myself greater than the one which I started in. So I can't stress enough how important this organization has been to so many people over our 40-plus years of being around, and I know it will continue to be just that for so many people, and I really hope that you take advantage of the opportunities that we have to offer. Um, and especially if you are in the Kansas City area, you know, Check out the conference, convention, excuse me. <laughs> it really is going to be, I think Kendra and her team have done a fantastic job this year of really making sure that that community engagement portion is a, is our primary is a primary focus this year. And that's something that we really haven't seen in the past. So I know it's going to be a fantastic experience for everybody that has a chance to go. So Nesby is a family. Nesby's home. Um, Nesby builds you up and put in ways that you probably don't realize you need to be built up in a way that you probably never imagined. So join Nesby. Um, that's my shameless plug as a, a board member. Um, and, again, please reach out if you have any, any questions at all. Absolutely, absolutely. And not only what each of you are, are saying, but just how you're saying it, how passionate you are, is your, your testimony in itself. And it, it just shows what the, the potential and the, the growth and, and what young people can do when given opportunity and the platform and people that believe and support them. And, and it's, it's, all of you just have said some poignant uh, remarks, and um, I, I think that is I'm so glad we were able to share this with our audience. I don't want to forget, Jeremy, is there any last thing that you want to, to, to say uh, before we, we wrap up this episode? Yeah, so I would just go in by saying the mission of the National Society of Black Engineers is to increase the number of culturally responsible black engineers who excel academically, succeed professionally, and positively impact the community. Um, for me, um, I talked about earlier how NSB changed my life. It honestly has changed my life twice. Um, the first go-round was, you know, going through undergrad and trying to figure out, you know, where my way, where my place in the world is going to be. And I didn't really appreciate how connected everything is within Nesby and how it connects to outside of Nesby. And going through this, the planning for the convention, it everything just kind of 
came together for me over the past year of working with Kendra, working with Maya, working with several of the other leaders um, within NSBE in terms of the cultural responsibility um, that we have in terms of, you know, I, I keep coming back to mentorship, but just understanding that we are at a place at a pivotal time to where we can touch thousands of people, not, not hundreds, but thousands of people. And just think about that. If we reach one person who then turns around and wants to reach thousands of people, you can just turn around and you can start to see the cultural responsibility, the positive impact on the community, the excelling academically, and then ultimately succeeding professionally. And you can really see how Nesby can feed into that, what the convention can do to get you there, uh, what the convention to, can do to get us there as a, as a group of people. And um, that's something that, um, when I say life-changing, that's, that's something to where I honestly never thought of Nesby in that way until the past year. And I can say that I have no desire on letting the fire that's within me for Nesby and for changing the lives of others to, to go out. And um, I just hope that people come to the convention and get that fire, catch that fire, and just keep going. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you all. Thank you, Maya. Thank you, Kendra. Thank you, Jeremy. Um, and to my to our audience, come to the Nesby convention, convention this year in Kansas City and meet these wonderful young people who are leading the way. They're setting the example. Um, no longer will we have hidden figures. These young people are ready to take and, and come to the forefront, and we're so excited. Also, let me say to each of you, also, Technology Expresso will be at the NSB conference, so I look forward to meeting each and every one of you in person. I've really enjoyed this episode, uh, and when we get to the convention, we'll be interviewing people on live at the, the convention, so I hope to speak to you all again. So, and anyone who goes to the convention this year, mention that you heard about it on the Technology Expresso episode. But with that, again, thank you all for your time this evening, late, early, for some of you uh, on a Friday. I appreciate your time. And, again, thank you for all that you're doing. Thank you for being such a, a great example to all young people. Uh, and thank you for sharing your story. Thank and you, Dr. Ferguson, for being, allowing us on this program. Thank you so much. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. If you want to stay connected with all that Technology Expresso has to offer, simply visit our connection portal at www.techexpectations.com and set up a profile today. Tech Expectations is an online resource manager with features such as a search engine that helps STEM businesses, organizations, volunteers, interns, and sponsors find each other and connect. Also, you can download our mobile app through iTunes or the Google Play Store. Simply search Technology Expresso. This is an app that will fuel your ideas, career, business, and your passion, while also giving you the tools and resources you need to get ahead. So download this app today and start building towards success. And as always, 
Thanks for listening to Technology Expresso Radio. You have been listening to Technology Expresso Cafe Radio. For a full list of our podcasts, social media handles, and upcoming shows, visit our web portal at www.technologyexpresso.com. Join our text club and get monthly alerts of upcoming events and initiatives. Text the phrase, Full Steam Ahead, to 41411. Financial support and donations of any denominations are welcome. Your contributions help us sustain and reach undeserved communities who benefit from the many programs, role models, and technologists that we showcase. Thanks to our sponsors, partners, and thank you, our listeners. And remember, we encourage you to listen, learn, leverage, launch. Hello. Technology Expresso is launching its Color Me STEM tote bag fundraiser. Science, technology, engineering, math, education, and activism is necessary because diversity and inclusion isn't something that happens by accident in these industries. Color Me Sam Toach You Buy, the more people we can reach. We are on a mission to prepare our communities and our young people for a future we can't yet imagine. But we know one thing, that STEM jobs will be at the center of our economy. Our totes are only $28, and they help young people see a reflection of what they could be and help start, converse, help start the conversations to help them define their dreams and actions needed to achieve these dreams. Help us reach and inspire our girls, women, boys, and encourage them to consider careers in STEM and let them know they can be and do anything. Technology Expresso provides free resources and a national network that's all-inclusive. Anyone can take advantage of our information, inspiration, and various opportunities. Go to technologyexpresso.com or download our mobile app to to see your contributions hard at work as we continue to provide resources daily. Please visit fund, T as in technology, F-U-N-D dot com forward slash color me STEM. And thank you for your continued support.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.